Praise the Lord. All right. So uh, we were in Chronicles here, and we made it all the way to uh, chapter 11, I think. It's when those um, David's mighty men, and because uh, it starts talking about David, and then... Uh, uh, Anyway, yeah, these were the names of the famous warriors. Okay, list of them. Why'd they have all these names? Well, eh, think about it. Some of these guys were, were generals and whatever. Okay, but um, this morning, I want us to back up because uh, David knew all this stuff. And let's go to the book of Exodus. Remember, Genesis is, is a complete history book. Starting at chapter 1, creation, okay? And then by chapter 6, there's a flood. And they're not off that boat till uh, the end of the eighth chapter, and uh, everything starts over again. Okay, but anyway, from then on, you pick up with Abraham, and then Abraham is all the rest of Genesis till everybody is in Egypt. Okay, remember Abraham's uh, 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 Isaac and Jacob. So his grandson was Jacob, and it was Jacob's son Joseph, the coat of many colors. He is vice president. To Pharaoh. So they're all in Egypt. So Exodus, remember the, the book itself, look at that. Uh, it, uh, it means you got out. So you're starting out with a lie. There was no Exodus. Yeah, there was. Exodus. And it's not about slavery. I was reading the book of, uh, oh, let's see. Oh, the sixth chapter of um, Ephesians. Uh, slaves, no, it says slaves obey your masters. Just trying to culturally get ourselves away from thinking that, oh, slavery. You know, we're all slaves. We're slaves of the Lord anyway, nonetheless. Remember, well done, thou good and faithful servant, you know. Oh, wow. He that wants to be greatest among you, let him be what? Servant of all? Yeah, there could be, there probably, oh, there was. There could be some bad slave masters and whatever. Because, matter of fact, in Ephesians, it said the same thing. It says, masters, you treat your slaves right. Because remember, you have a master. I'm quoting from Ephesians. But anyway, but anyway, so all this stuff. But anyway, the book of Exodus was not about um, abolishing slavery. It wasn't. It was about Abraham. It was about you and I, really. It was about us getting out of slavery. It's not nationally, oh, the horrors of whatever. Nah. You're on your own unless you have Jesus. Remember, they lost their nation. The Israelites lost it once they got the promised land. And they almost didn't get there. Remember that? They said, we can't go in. Okay, so we're going to pick up in Exodus when this took place. But I'm going to jump ahead. We're going to go right to the punchline here. And there's a reason I want to do this. Because, oh, 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 this is going to bring up an event almost like Noah's Ark. Wow, it had to be. Jesus was crucified based on what, uh, on the time frame when this was supposed to take place. Here we go. Exodus chapter 10, just to refresh us here, because it's so important that we remind ourselves of all these miracles. Uh, at this point, let's see, I think we just had hail. Could have been some hail. Let's see. Let's see what happened here in the ninth chapter. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Thunder and hail stopped. Okay. Wow. Here we go. Then the Lord said to Moses, chapter 10, Exodus, go back again, make your demand on Pharaoh. It never happened. Yeah, it did too. This has all happened within about five weeks of when Moses first saw the burning fiery bush. If that was it, burning fiery bush. And been but five weeks ago. Because the Lord said, you're going to be back here. This will be the proof. You're going to be back here on this mountain. Well, years and years. No. About three weeks or four weeks. 
I've hardened him and his officials so that I can do more miracles demonstrating my power. Now, before we go any further here, because I tell you what, there's so much information people are trying to say this was never real. Let's go back to another book here in the New Testament. This would have been, oh, about 2,000 years after the event. Uh, I just know it's in this range. Let's see if it's right here. This is Romans, Book of Romans. Okay. Uh, look at he's talking about a bunch of fake people, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. No, it's not fake. Here's Sarah. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. There's Esau, Rebecca. Look at that. Wow. Uh-oh. Moses. Now, here's what he says here. Look at what he says. Uh, if I want to be kind to someone, I will. And I'll take pity on anyone I want to. So God's blessings are not given just because someone decides them or works hard to get them. Boy, that's so good. You need healing or, or a miracle or prayer? Don't think you have to earn it. It's grace. It's His mercy. Now look at this. They are given because... Let's see. Uh, and so God's blessings are not given just because someone decides to have them or works hard to get them. They're given because God takes pity on those He wants to. This is Romans chapter 9. Pharaoh. I, it didn't happen. Yes, it did. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, was an example of this fact. For God, look at that, God told him. Him who? Pharaoh, just like Nebuchadnezzar. I'd given him the kingdom of Egypt for the very purpose of displaying this awesome power against him. Look at that. So all the world would hear about God's glorious name. Wow. But it never happened. Oh, yes, it did happen. So let's go back over here a second. And let's go see, because the, Lord's gonna, the Lord tells us right here what was going on. Now, remember, Pharaoh was throwing the Israelites, you know, to the fire. Where did we get to? I'm not, that's, that's, oh, that was right. Okay. Exodus, Exodus chapter 10. Here we go. All right, here we go. All right. The, w- look what he says. What stories you can tell your children and grandchildren about the incredible things I'm doing in Egypt. See, that's got to keep going. Because when you remind yourself and you tell your those around you, children or whatever. And when I grew up, they were doing this. I couldn't go to church without going, oh, we're going to study about Pharaoh. It was just common. Praise the Lord. Where's that today? They swapped it all for psychology. Ridiculous. So Moses and Aaron requested another audience. So let's catch it and I'll try to stay close with it. They requested another audience. Remember the hail's just been, just quit. Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews, says, How long are you going to refuse to submit? Let my people go so they can come worship me. If you refuse, tomorrow I'll cover the entire nation with a thick layer of locusts. So you won't even be able to see the ground, and they'll finish destroying everything that escaped the hail. They'll fill your palaces and the homes of your officials, all Egypt, houses of Egypt. Never in the history of Egypt has there ever been a plague like this will be. Then Moses, look at that. He stalked out. That's real Christian-like. Now, wait a minute. we got to have some backbone, you know. God, you got the Lord on your side. Remember the prophets of Baal and Elisha? He said, yeah, water down your sacrifice. No, water down mine, you know. And he told them, he says, your God must be on the toilet. Well, that wasn't very politically nice. Yeah, it was. He told them, he said, your God must be on the toilet. See, there is no God. And that was the whole purpose of this. Here we go, watch this. The court officials now came to Pharaoh and said, are you going to destroy us completely? Don't you even yet know Egypt lies in ruins? Let the people go and serve their God. Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. All right, go serve Jehovah. Uh, But just who do you want to go? Well, we're going to go with our sons and our daughters and our flocks and our herds. Moses replied, we're going to take everything. We We must all join in the holy pilgrimage. Okay. Well, look what Pharaoh says. In the name of God, I will not let you take your little ones. (laughs) Oh, God. 
I can see your plot. Never. You that are men go and serve Jehovah. That's what you asked for. And they were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. Well, the Lord said, hold out your hand. Here we go. This is like number nine. Actually, number eight. Hold out your hand over the Egypt. Bring in the locusts. They'll cover the land. They'll eat everything the hail left. So Moses lifted his hands as, and Jehovah caused, wow, an east wind to blow. Okay, now remember we just read the reason for this was to show the world about his glorious name. That's the reason they want to say, uh, technically the Jews were never in Egypt. Oh, baloney. And that's the reason the PLO is trying to say that they don't have any right to Jerusalem. That's our land. Well, what are they doing over there? And why is Israel so much in the news? Why were the Jews being eradicated by Hitler? Why do people hate the Jews? Anti-Semitism or whatever. So Moses lifted his rod and Jehovah caused an east wind to blow all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. The locusts covered the land. Have you ever seen some of those around Alabama? They're about this long. I don't, it's not like putting a, putting a cricket on a hook. I, anyway, they covered the land from border to border. It was the worst locust plague in all history. Now, why would it have been the worst? So we can show. All right, here we go. There will be, uh, and there will never be another like it. The locusts covered the face of the earth, blotted out the sun so that the land was darkened. And they ate every bit of vegetation the hail left. There remained not one green thing, not a plant throughout all the land of Egypt. But guess what? Of course, the land of Goshen didn't bother them. You know, you know the, the, the Jewish people were starting to realize, wow, there is a God in heaven. Okay. Then Pharaoh sent an urgent call for Moses. Yeah. I confess my sin against Jehovah your God and against you. Forgive my sin only this once. That's be number nine. And beg Jehovah to take away this deadly plague. I solemnly promise you that as soon as uh, the locust, uh, uh, I'll let you go as soon as they're gone. Notice he called it a deadly plague. Moses went out before from Pharaoh, entreated the Lord, and he sent a very strong east wind and blew the locust into the Red Sea. So there remained not one locust in the land of Egypt, the Red Sea. There's no such thing as the Red Sea. Yes, there is. We know that. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. He did not let him go. Remember, the Lord did all that for a reason. Okay. Then Jehovah said to Moses, lift it up, uh, the Lord, it is, said to Moses, lift up your hands to heaven and darkness, look at this, without a ray of light will descend on the land of Egypt. So Moses did. There was a thick darkness over all the land for three days. During that time, people scarcely moved. I mean, they couldn't see. But look at this. All the people in Israel... <laughs> Had light as usual. I was telling Laura, and we were back there drinking coffee and eating donuts, and I said, you know, I got that clock. It's 1881. And I knew it when I was fixing it, I mean, putting it all together. Guess what? It works. <laughs> it works. 130-something-year-old clock. All you got to do is touch it. And I was saying, I had listened to the song this week, you know, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. See, that's Psalm 1, okay? And then one of, the, one, one of those parts of that chorus was, and whatever he doeth shall prosper. Let it be. I mean, let the Lord do this for you. So all the people in Israel, they had light as usual. Then Pharaoh called for Moses, said, go and worship Jehovah, but let your flocks and herds stay here. Brother, now you can even take your kids. Just don't take, don't take them flocks. Well, look at this. No, Moses said, we must take our flocks and herds for sacrifice and burn offerings to Jehovah. Not a hoof shall be left behind. We must have sacrifices for the Lord our God. We do not know what he'll choose till we get there. So the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. He wouldn't let him go. 
Get out of here. Don't ever let me see you again. Pharaoh shouted at Moses. Now, come on, get it. We've heard people lose it. The day you do, you'll die. Oh, really? Moses says, very well. You'll never see me again. Now, remember, we don't read this next year at summer camp. No, no, no. This is still going on. The markers were put here just to help us. Then, right then, Moses is still just heard him say, get out of here. The Lord says, I'm going to send one more disaster. And after that, he's going to let you go. In fact, he'll be so anxious to get rid of you, he'll practically throw you out. Tell all the women of Israel to ask their Egyptian neighbors for gold and silver jewelry. Wow. For God caused the Egyptians to, to be very favorable to, the, to Israel and Moses. And Moses was a very great man in the land of Egypt. You know, all this stuff is yours. That's why we have the details. And, it, and he was revered by Pharaoh's officials and Egypt, the Egyptians alike. All this stupid stuff on late night TV about ridiculing Christians. And when you're a Christian, <laughs> we're the most famous people on the planet. I mean, like when Phil said he gave his life to the Lord 20 years ago, his life's never been the same. He didn't find life until he met Jesus. Same thing with us. Look at this. He says, um, he says you tell Pharaoh. Remember, Pharaoh's right here. About midnight, I'm going to pass through Egypt, and all the oldest sons shall die in every family in Egypt, from the oldest child of Pharaoh, heirs to his throne, to the oldest child of his lowliest slave, even the firstborn of all the animals. The wail of death will resound throughout the entire land of Egypt. Never before shall there be such an anguish and there will never be again. Now you know what this is called. This is what? Passover. Do we not hear that today? Absolutely. The Jews have a regular thing. We even embrace it too as Christians. Because we know during Passover the Lord was crucified. Well, let's watch the event. Not a look at this, not a but not a dog shall move his tongue against any of the people of Israel. Oh, you mean the ones that pray and the ones who go to church all the time? This whole bunch didn't go to church. See how it's grace? Then you'll know that Jehovah, here it is, makes a distinction. He's racist, didn't he? Yeah, he is for a reason. You got to come as a child, you got to be a child of God. But you could be black, white, or whatever. It doesn't matter. You've got to come to the Lord. All these officials will come running to me, bowing low and begging. Please leave. See, notice how Moses is telling Pharaoh this. Only then will I, uh, only then will I go. Then, red-faced with anger, Moses stomped out of the palace. Wow. Oh, and guess what? I thought about this too. I forgot. It was pitch black. Remember, it was, it was darkness. It descended. It didn't get, hey, you got a little daylight here. Hey, call Moses. But no, they couldn't move. So they were probably face to face with candles. Well, actually, Moses had light, so he was probably glowing. Remember, wherever he was, he had light. The Lord had told Moses, Pharaoh won't listen, and he'll give me the, look at it, give me the opportunity to do mighty works to demonstrate my power. Although Moses and Aaron did these miracles right before Pharaoh's eyes, the Lord hardened his heart so he wouldn't let the people out of the land. All right, boom, watch this. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, from now on this month, now on, and that's what's happening today, will be the first and most important of the entire year. Annually, we call it Easter, but we also know it's Passover. We, we're smart. The tenth day of this month, announced to all the people of Israel, each family shall get a lamb. 
Or if a family is too small, it'll share the lamb with another and a sm- another small family in the neighborhood. Remember what uh, John the Baptist said when Jesus was getting baptized? Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Wow. Anyway. Uh, whether the share in this way depends on the size of the families. This animal shall be a year old male, whether sheep or goat, without any defects. All right. Keep clicking here. On the evening of the 14th day of the month, all these lambs shall be killed, and their blood shall be placed on the two side frames of every door of every home and panel above the door. I want to stop here because if we had gone on with Chronicles this morning, David had a massive Passover. Why do they keep doing this? Well, it brings them all back to the Lord. They were to remind themselves that this happened. Because you get away from the Lord and you forget that He died for your sins. You forget, you know, well, we're not doing that. Okay. Okay. Uh, on the 14th day, all these lambs are killed. Their blood will be placed on the two side frames of the door, left and right, and on the panel above. Use the blood of the lamb uh, uh, eaten in that home. Everyone shall eat roast lamb that night with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. The meat must not be eaten raw or boiled, but roasted, including the head, legs, liver, and heart. Don't eat any of it the next day. If it's not eaten that night, burn what's left. Eat it. Look at this. Eat it with your traveling clothes on. We talk about the Lord's Supper, and we've missed all this. You know, We have no idea that our miracle is knowing that we have a covenant with God. Now, thank God we do, but I'm just saying a lot of times we just, it goes right over our head. That's like that picture right there. Jesus is right there. He's, he'll... he'll <clears throat> Eat it with your traveling clothes on, prepared for a long journey. Your slavery's over with. Wearing your walking shoes and carrying your walking sticks in your hands. Eat it hurriedly. This is uh, this observant shall be the Lord's Passover. Passover, simple word for even young children. Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt tonight, kill all the oldest sons and firstborn male animals. In the land of Egypt and execute judgment, there it is, upon all the gods of Egypt. For I am God. See, the whole world had gotten away from God. They're making up their own gods. The blood you placed on the doorpost will be proof that you obey me. And when I see the blood, I will pass over and I will not destroy your children when I smite the land of Egypt. Now, come on, you got to know probably a lot of the Israelites. We're not worth this, if it was our opinion. Well, they're not worth dying for. Well, God chooses us, praise the Lord. Now, we choose Him, but I'm just saying, it's, it, it, you don't earn this. You'll celebrate this event, look at that, each year. It's a permanent law to remind you of this fatal night. Wow. This celebration shall last seven days. Notice it's called a celebration. For that entire period, you're only, you, uh, you are to eat only bread made without yeast. Anyone who disobeys this rule at any time of the seven days shall be excommunicated from Israel. Well, why are you doing that? Well, think about it. If you're just going to, well, I'm too busy. I don't have time. Do it. Do it. On the first day of the celebration, and again the seventh day, there will be special religious services for the entire congregation. No work will be done during those days except for the preparation of food. We found out later that you're not going to get attacked. Well, we need to keep the Marines on guard. No, you can leave your house. Nobody's going to get it. Praise the Lord. Anyway, this annual celebration of unleavened bread will cause you to always remember today as the day when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. So it's a law. You must celebrate this day annually. Generation after generation. That's going to be a while. 
Only bread without yeast may be eaten from the evening to the 14th day of the month until the evening of the 21st day, so for a week. These seven days, there must be no trace of yeast in your homes. During that time, anyone who eats anything that has yeast, they're going to be excommunicated. Now, remember the reason there was no yeast. Yeast makes something rise. There was no time. There's no time to wait for your healing. You've got your healing. No time to wait for help from, you know, this, your problem to disappear. It had to happen then. The Lord was going to help you. These same rules apply to foreigners living among you just as much as born in the land. Again, I repeat, during those days, don't eat anything made with yeast. Serve only yeastless bread. Why would you do that? Your kids are going to go, why are we doing that? Because we're in a hurry. We're getting out. Then Moses called for the elders of Israel and said to them, Go get lambs for your flocks. A lamb for one family, depending on the number of persons' families. Kill the lamb so that God will pass over and not destroy you. Drain the blood of the lamb. Here we go. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, take a cluster of hyssop's branches. Dip them in the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. See, look at that. Strike the hyssops against the lintel above the door and against the two sides. There will be blood upon them, and none of you shall go out all night long. All right, for Jehovah will pass through the land, kill the Egyptians, but when he sees the blood on the panel of the door, on top of the door, and on the two side pieces, he'll pass over. Now remember, oh, and let's keep reading. Uh, that home sh oh, shall not permit and shall not permit the destroyer to enter and kill your firstborn. Now remember, why did the Lord do this? Everybody that was Egyptian woke up that morning and they realized there ain't but one God. Instead of, well, we worship the sun, the sun didn't help them. We worshiped the Nile River. The Nile River didn't help them. There ain't but one God. When you come into the land the Lord gives you, as He promised, when you're celebrating the Passover, your children ask, what's this all about? What's this ceremony you're going to apply? It's the celebration of Jehovah passing over us, for He passed over the homes. And you know, not one Israelite goofed up here. They did it. He passed over the homes of the people in Israel, though he killed the Egyptians, and he passed over our houses and didn't come in and destroy them. And all the people bowed their heads and worshipped. Here it goes. So the people of Israel, they did as Moses and Aaron commanded. And that night, at midnight, Jehovah killed the firstborn sons in the land of Egypt. From the Pharaoh's oldest son to the oldest son in the captive of dungeon, and also the firstborn of the cattle. You can't be talking about this story even today saying, Passover if this event didn't happen. I just know it just irks the Lord for us to claim Israel was never in Egypt. I didn't know people believed that crap. I, I, I thought, what? And then they say, well, it was shallow water where they went through the Red Sea. It wasn't either. That's coming up next. Here we are. So anyway, there was bitter crying throughout all the land. There was not a house where there was not one dead. Wow. And Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron during the night. Wow. They got a cell phone call. Look at that. Leave us. Please go away, all of you, and serve Jehovah. Take your flocks and herds and, oh, look at that. Give me a blessing as you go. He even found out who God was, didn't he? And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people to get them out of the land quickly. They said, we're as good as dead. The Israelis, here it is, they took with them their bread, dough, without yeast, and bound their kneading troughs into their spare clothes. They carried them on the shoulders, and the people did as Moses and, uh, said, and asked the Egyptians for silver and gold and clothing. And the Lord gave the Israelis favor with the Egyptians so that they gave them whatever they wanted. Wow! The Egyptians were practically stripped of everything they owned. That night, look at this, this is history. They left Ramses, we know of, started for Succoth, it's there. 600,000 of them 
without counting the women and children going on foot. That's where we get three million or six million. All right, people of various sorts went with them. There were flocks and herds. There it is, a vast exodus of cattle. When they stopped to eat, they baked their bread with yeastless dough they had brought along. It was yeastless. Why? Because they were pushed out of Egypt and didn't have time to wait for the bread to rise to take on the trip. The sons of Jacob and their descendants had lived in Egypt 430 years. Historical note. And it was on the last day of the 430th year that Jehovah left the people, uh, excuse me, Jehovah's people left the land. The Lord had told Abraham and Exodus 15, that number, 420, something like that. This night was selected by the Lord to bring his people out from uh, the land of Egypt. So the same night was selected as the date of the annual celebration of God's deliverance. And Jehovah said to Moses and Aaron, these are the rules concerning the observance of the Passover. No foreigner can eat the lamb, but a slave who's been purchased, he can eat, the, he can eat it. Okay, if he's been circumcised. A hired servant visiting foreigner may not eat of it. You shall all eat, excuse me, you shall, all of you who eat the lamb, eat it together in one house. Don't carry it outside. Okay, we've seen that. Okay, all the congregation, they'll observe this at one time. Foreigners, if they're living among you, they want to. They need to be circumcised. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Okay. Then uh, they shall be just as though they were born in your house. The same law applies to those born in Israel, to foreigners living among you. So the people of Israel, they followed Jehovah's instructions. That very day, the, look at that. That very day, remember there's, people are crying in Egypt because people lost their families. But the Egyptians, I mean, excuse me, the Israelis are out. That very day, the Lord brought out the people from the land of Egypt, wave after wave, crossing the border. Now, let me catch this next one. The Lord said, dedicate to me. It's all the same breath. Dedicate to me the firstborn sons of Israel. So, like, my son is, is, is Dustin, okay? And the firstborn male animal, they're mine. Why do we do this? Again, it's a reminder that this took place. Moses said to the people, this day is a day to remember forever. The day of leaving Egypt and your slavery. For the Lord brought you out with mighty miracles. Oh, they didn't happen. It did too. Now remember, during the annual celebration, you're to use no yeast. Don't even have it in your homes. Celebrate this day. Why, 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 why? So we won't forget. We won't forget. Uh, we're going to do this in March. That's when we do it. When Jehovah brings you to the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, all the land he promised, in other words, land of milk and honey, seven days, no yeast. No yeast in your homes. Okay, yada, da, da, da. Okay, keep going. During this celebration, you must explain to your children why you're celebrating. It's a celebration of what the Lord did for you when you left Egypt. The annual Memorial Week will brand you, look at that, as his own people. Just as though he branded his mark of ownership upon your hands or your forehead. So celebrate this in March. Remember when the Lord brings you to the land he promised to your ancestors where the Canaanites are living now. All firstborn sons and firstborn male animals, they belong to the Lord. But now we don't have to kill them. We buy them back. But we're reminded of this. Here, let's let it say it. The firstborn, uh, the firstborn donkey can be purchased back in exchange for a lamb or a baby goat. If you decide not to trade, the donkey will be killed. However, you must look at that. You have to buy your firstborn sons back. And it was actually 20 bucks. And if you didn't have that, the priest fixed it for you. Moses, the Lord told him how to do it. In the future, when your children ask, what's this about? I didn't know I had to go to the Lord. 
Yeah. That's why Samuel was given to the Lord. It was her, Hannah's first son. She gave him to the Lord. Anyway, with mighty miracles, they never happened, never happened. Yeah, they did happen. Jehovah brought us out of Egypt from our slavery. Pharaoh wouldn't let us go. He wouldn't let us go. So Jehovah killed all of, look at that, there it is. The firstborn throughout all the land, both men and animals. That's why we give the firstborn males to the Lord. See, it's another reminder. That, but the, look at this, except the eldest sons are always bought back. Again, I say this celebration shall identify you as God's people as much as if his brand of ownership was on your foreheads. It's a reminder that the Lord brought us out of Egypt. But today we practice forgetting. They do not want us to recall this. Man, the world hates it that we have Passover. Boy, on the night of the Passover is when Jesus was crucified. So Pharaoh let the people go. Now, look at this. History. God didn't lead him through the land of the Philistines, although that was the most direct route. Go north. Whatever. He thought they might get discouraged by having to fight their way through, even though they left Egypt armed. Praise God. That's the reason it said 600,000 warriors or whatever. Because he thought they might return to Egypt. Instead, God led them along the route through the Red Sea wilderness. Now watch the details of this because we think we know it. And I know it. I think I know it. And I'm like, oh, forgot about that. And then we'll quit. Look at that next verse. Boy, if this is not history. What's the next verse? Can you see it? Moses took the bones of... Well, this guy didn't exist either. Yeah, he was. Coat of many colors. He was vice president to Pharaoh. He was Abraham's great-grandson. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob's son was Joseph. Jacob thought this boy was killed. Joseph made the sons of Israel vow that they would take his bones. Why? What for? Because it was history. They knew the whole time God was going to get them out. God had promised Abraham, they're going to be slaves for about 400 years, but I'm going to bring them out with great power and wealth. And he did it. When God led them out of Egypt, as he was sure God would do. Did you know that this, this reference about these bones is in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Joseph made mention of his bones. Good grief. Leaving Succoth, they came to the camp at Etham at the edge of the wilderness. The Lord guided them, look at that, by the pillar of cloud during the daytime. They had air conditioning. And a pillar of fire by night so they could travel either by day or night. I tell you, I, I get so tickled. It's like everything you touch is gold. I'm out there mowing my yard and it's hot. And I'm just glancing. I'm going, and in a few seconds, a cloud comes over. See, David wrote about that. He said, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Incredible. I mowed my yard yesterday and it was like air conditioning. Lucky, you lucky dog, Richard. I'm not lucky. I honor the Lord by, by, by putting my two cents worth in here and saying these things happened. Okay, here we go. So uh, they traveled either by day or night. The cloud were not very far. Now watch this. Here we go. This is it right here. Crossing that sea. Jehovah now instructed Moses, tell the people to turn toward this place between the Middal and the sea opposite Baal Zephon and camp along the shore. This is chapter 14. Moses, look at this. Pharaoh will think. So they were not blindsided by this. Pharaoh's going to think those Israeli, Israelis, they're trapped. Between the desert and the sea. And once again, I will, this is the Lord. I'll harden Pharaoh's heart. He'll chase after you. I've planned this to gain great honor. 
over Pharaoh and his armies. And the Egyptians will know. No, even the Israel, not the Egyptians. The whole world is going to know. Remember, every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. He's coming back. Remember when Jesus was fixing to be crucified and he was before the Sanhedrin and they couldn't get anybody to come up with something to accuse Jesus of. And the high priest said, I adjure you that you tell us whether or not you be the Christ. And he said, you will see the Son of Man coming back on a horse. Boy, and they ripped their clothes. What further need have we of witnesses? You've heard his blasphemy. No, he is coming back, buddy. So anyway, when word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelis were not planning to return to Egypt after three days, but to keep on going, Pharaoh and his staff became bold again. What have we done letting these slaves get away? And Pharaoh led the chase. Oh, no. Followed by the pick of the Egypt's chariot corps. Look at that, 600 chariots in all. Are we supposed to get scared? No, watch what the Lord said. Okay. He pursued the people of Israel, for they had taken much of the wealth of Egypt. Look at that. Pharaoh's entire cavalry, horses, chariots, charioteers were used in the chase. The Egyptian army overtook the people as they were camped beside the shore of this place, Pehorath, whatever, across Baal's of Hump. And the Egyptian, as the Egyptian army approached, the people of Israel saw them far in the distance, speeding after them, and they were terrified. And they cried out to the Lord for help. Now remember, the Lord already told Moses, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to get great honor here. Okay. And they turned, boy, they turned against Moses, whining. You brought us out here to die. Oh. Because there was not enough graves for us in Egypt. Why did you make us leave Egypt? Isn't this what we told you? Leave us alone. Hmm. We said it'd be better to be slaves to the Egyptians. Oh, whatever. Than to be dead in the wilderness. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand where you are and watch and you'll see the wonderful way the Lord will rescue you today. These Egyptians you're looking at, you'll never see them again. Look what the Lord says. The Lord will fight for you. You won't even need to lift a finger. Then the Lord said to Moses, quit praying. <laughs> Get the people moving forward. Use your rod. Hold it over the wire. And I tell you, Moses had this down to an art. Oh, okay. And the sea will open up a path and all the people shall walk through on dry ground. I'll harden Pharaoh's heart. He's going to go in after you and, and you're going to see the honor I get. Boy, they're going to drown. Here we go. Watch it. Defeating Pharaoh and his armies, his chariots and the horsemen. And the Egypt, Egypt's going to know I'm Jehovah. You mean Israel? No, Israel already was finding out too. But Egypt's going to know. Then the angel of God, who was leading the people of Israel, moved the cloud around behind them. So don't forget the cloud. It was there. Cloud by day, fire by night. At night, it changed to a pillar of fire. Heat, isn't that great? Or you could at least see where you're going. It gave darkness to the Egyptians, but light to the people of Israel. So the Egyptians, they couldn't find them. It's like, our, I love it. I work for the military, whatever, and, and Americans, we own the night, man. We got night vision. We can fly at night. We can fly low. We can walk around our troops, our, our Marines. Man, we own the night. Meanwhile, Moses stretched over his rod over the sea. Remember, this didn't happen. Or it was shallow water. Stupid. And the Lord opened a path through the sea with walls of water on each side. And a strong east wind blew all that night, drying the sea bottom. So the people of Israel walked through the sea on dry ground. Then the Egyptians followed between the walls of water. You know, it's fixed to be over with right now, okay? They went through all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, horsemen. But in the early morning, Jehovah looked down from the fire, the cloud of fire upon the array of the Egyptians and began to harass them. <laughs> Their chariot wheels began coming off. Woo! 
so that they scraped along the ground. <laughs> That's not too good. Let's get out of here, the Egyptians yelled. Jehovah's fighting for them. When all the Israelites were on the other side, well, the Lord won't help me. No, when all, he'll help you. The Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea and the waters will come back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Never happened, did it? We're talking the Bible here. Nobody has come across and said, this didn't happen. They can't prove any of that. This happened. Moses did. The sea returned to normal beneath the morning light. The Egyptians tried to flee, but the Lord drowned them in the sea. The water covered the path and the chariots and the horsemen. All the army that Pharaoh, uh, of Pharaoh that chased after Israel through the sea, not one remained alive. The people of Israel, man, they walked on dry ground. Wow, look at that. This is it. They've been walled up on either side. The water, anyway... Thus Jehovah saved Israel that day from the Egyptians and the people of Israel saw the Egyptians dead washed upon the shore. When the people of Israel saw the mighty miracle the Lord did for them against the Egyptians, they were afraid and they believed in him and in his servant Moses. Well, I wonder if it ever happened. If you have trouble with this, you're going to have trouble with the resurrection. Because we're going around saying Jesus who died, he rose from the dead. What is the Bible? It's history. Even the story of the crucifixion, that's history. There's no spiritual side to that except for after we've heard the story. You find out what he did for you. Praise the Lord. Wow. Do the people of Israel, do they still have Passover? Yeah. Mm. Man, we, we do too. Let me, let me close with one more verse right here. Let's go straight to uh, the New Testament. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter this and go to chapter 5. I just happen to know where it is. Okay. This is Paul. It's a letter to the Corinthians. Oh. Uh, Oh, let's see. Hang on a second. Let me put this in. Well, it's the same thing right there. This is, let's put it in the King James here. Here we go. It'll say, yeah. Yeah, look at that. Verse 7. Purge out the old leaven. You'll become a new lump as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. The Living Bible said Christ the Lamb. Same story, talking about the Lamb. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you these things are true. We're not standing on shaky ground. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You did create the earth and all that's within it, Lord. You did do all these mighty things. Even David, years later, had a wonderful Passover for all the nation of Israel where they reminded themselves of coming out of bondage from Egypt. They knew you did all that. And so, Lord, we thank you that even the Egyptians, uh, I mean, the Israelis, there was not one, a dog didn't even bark against them. They were separated. You made a distinction between those who knew you and those who didn't. So, Lord, that's the reason we say, Lord, if we're not feeling good today, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. Same thing's true financially. If we're hurting financially, you'll fix that. And if it's some other problem, great or small, whatever it is, you executed judgment upon all the gods of the world. You're the only God. You'll get us out. We thank you for it. So that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell others about you and tell them what you've done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. That's good. Well, praise the Lord.